Hey church, happy second week of Advent. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this new season that we find ourselves in. Thank you for the month of December. Even though this year has felt sometimes like it all blurs together, but thank you for a new month and a new beginning and the start of a new year in our Christian calendar and the impending start of a new year in our regular calendar. We look forward to this time, Father. We pray that there would be relief from the virus, Lord, so that we can gather together to celebrate your birth. We pray that your word would be open to us and that we would hear from you today. Amen. So as I said, we're today in our second Sunday in the Advent season. We've been speaking on the names of Jesus in our, for our Advent series, and Advent is a season of waiting. The word Advent means arrival. But it's a season of waiting for the arrival. You know, Jesus arrives at Christmas, right? He's born Christmas. But Advent is the season of waiting up to that arrival. And waiting is, waiting is very familiar to us. I mean, we're in a waiting season right now, right? Between, between COVID-19 and, and lockdowns, I mean, we're all, we're all waiting to see if our current lockdown situation is going to solve and address the problem for us so that we can get back together in time for Christmas, or at least be able to see our families at Christmas. Many of us are even waiting for other things, you know, maybe more mundane things. Some of us are anticipating the birth of a child. Some of us are awaiting the arrival of a wedding day. Some of us are waiting for a phone call back from a job interview. Some of us are waiting for the right job to be posted so that we can find it. Some of us are waiting for a prodigal child to return. But we can all relate to wait, to waiting. I think if you take a moment, you can find something in your life that you're waiting for. Even if it's just the release of a movie that you're looking forward to, we all understand waiting. Israel waited for Jesus for a very long time. I mean, Abraham was sometime around 2000 BC. Of course, promises are even older than that, but I mean, that's as far from Jesus as we are today. That's how long they waited. Because today's message is about Jesus, the Messiah. And we want to talk about Jesus as the Messiah, as the one who was waited for. See, the word Messiah comes from a Hebrew word that's pronounced something along the lines of Mashiach. And there are, there are two ways to translate. You know, sounds, right? We can translate by sounds, and we call that transliteration because often, usually, these words are written in a different alphabet. And so we translate them over, trying to get those same sounds for the word. And we call that transliteration. And then sometimes we translate by searching for meaning. So in the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Old Testament, which is what Jesus and his disciples primarily read, the word Mashiach was translated into Greek as the word Christos. Because this is a Greek word that means the same thing. And Christos was transliterated into English to become Christ. And Mashiach was transliterated into English to mean Messiah. But both Christos and Mashiach, or Christ and Messiah, mean the same thing. They both mean 
the anointed one or, or the chosen one. That this is who we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the one who would be anointed, the one who is chosen. Now, to be perfectly fair, there have been many anointed ones throughout the Bible. In fact, all of the kings of Israel and, and even the priests in the Old Testament were all Mashiach. They were all anointed. You remember the story of Samuel anointing King David with oil before he was king to announce that he would be king. This is even before he fights Goliath. But the Bible speaks of another Mashiach, a special Messiah, one that is awaited. In fact, we find this as early as Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, which we refer to as the Proto-Evangelium. It is the first good news where God says to the snake, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring or seed and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. We hear that this Messiah will be a ruler. In Genesis 49 verse 10, the, um, there's a prophecy made over Judah, one of the sons of Jacob where he says, the scepter will not depart from Judah, the scepter of ruling, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come. And the scepter of ruling appears again in Psalms. In Psalm 2, verse 7 to 9, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. And of course, we could go all through the Bible finding these prophecies of the Messiah, but we've got to keep it a little short. But we also see that Messiah will be a prophet. In Deuteronomy 18.18, 18, Moses, relaying the words of God to the people of Israel, says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything that I command him. Isaiah promises a servant in 61 verse 1. He says that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. In Isaiah 53 5, a very well-known verse, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. In Jeremiah 31, 31, God makes the promise of a new covenant. You see, the Messiah is someone that Israel has been waiting for for so long. And God has been promising this and promising this. And during our season of Advent and Christmas, we remember the God who became one of us. That Jesus was born, that as the song says, from the throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. Jesus fulfilled these promises to create a new kingdom, to speak the words of God, to serve the lost and the broken, to create a new covenant. And he calls us to do the same. In some ways, we are still waiting for Jesus. Even though Jesus has come, even though Jesus has lived and died and risen again, we are waiting for Christ to come again because he has promised that he will make all things right in the world. Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 to 4, Jesus says, or not Jesus, but we, we read in the Bible, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, 
God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order as things has passed away. This is what we're waiting for. We're not just, just waiting for a Messiah who will usher in new covenants and who will speak the words of God. We're waiting for God to set everything right with the world. We're waiting for a day when there will be no more viruses, none. Not just that COVID-19 will be defeated, but that there will be no more sickness. That there will be no more funerals where we mourn the loss of a devoted servant of Christ and a, and a devoted family member, person who is part of the family of God. That there will be no more of this because Jesus will have set it right and things will be as we know in our hearts they should. So Advent is a time of waiting. But not only of waiting, of hope. Because hope isn't just waiting. Hope is anticipation of a future that is better. Forty times in the book of Psalms, we find the word wait. And it's always, or almost always, about waiting upon the Lord. Because biblical hope isn't just this abstract idea. You know, I hope, I hope... It's hope in something, and not even something. It's hope in someone. Biblical hope is focused on a person. It's focused on God. It's focused on Jesus. And this Advent, during COVID, as we wait in all the seasons of our life, let's focus our hope on Jesus. May this be our prayer, found in Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. In his word, I put my hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Lord, we wait for you. We wait so we can celebrate your, the memory of your coming at Christmas. But we also eagerly wait for your return when you'll set everything right. Lord, we remember all of those who came before us, who waited so eagerly for your arrival, and that we are so fortunate to live after, that we get to live in the light of your resurrection, that we get to live in the new covenant, and to approach the throne with boldness. Help us to live that out in our lives, Lord. Help us to love you, to honor you, to live lives worthy of the calling with which we have been called pray that you would go with us this week as we go into your service, that we would be your people and that you would be our God. We pray all this in the name of your Son. Amen. Thanks. Have a great week.